You're listening to Sunnyside Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights which help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up to date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. I'm your host, Asher Matthew. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic intent and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Asher Matthew, and I'm super excited today to speak with Jennifer Schultze about operationalizing customer marketing. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Asher. Thanks for having me join you today. Super cool. Well, let's dive straight into it. Tell us about how you got to where you are today, because I've previously in my past life worked with Epicor, so I know a little bit about the company, but we'd love to know your story. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in marketing for, gosh, over 20 years, um, and a good portion thereof was at a little company, and I say that jokingly, obviously, called SAP. And at SAP, I led small to mid-sized enterprise marketing, which competed against Epicor, which is where I am today. So I knew Epicor really well um, from an understanding of their portfolio and really their leadership in industry. And so I went from SAP to um, having an interest in IoT, ended up for a couple of years at another small company called GE and in their digital division, their software division. And then Epicor was hiring for a VP of product marketing. And I thought, hmm, no Epicor. Certainly love the small and mid-sized enterprise space. Really like the, the friendly nature of helping these smaller companies succeed and really understanding them well in an effort to have that customer engagement and that customer marketing with them. And so I joined Epicor about, gosh, almost a year now. Been here about a year. I will have my year anniversary in August. And it's it's been a great ride of really... Uh, understanding, as I said, Epicor is a company, really uh, working with them closely as they continue to transform their vast product portfolio into cloud and all sorts of things like that. So uh, longtime marketer and, uh, as I said, competed against Epicor years ago. Got to love those small companies, Jennifer. Got to love the small companies. That's right. <laughs> they're, they're nimble, right? They have to be nimble, as we all know. Exactly. All right. So let's dig into the meat of this. So can you share with us on what makes a good product marketer, please? Absolutely. So, um, you know, my role in product marketing has been, and I wasn't a product marketer all those years. Uh, I started to be a product marketer, as I said, at SAP. And to be a really good product marketer, I find what's key is, is that you have to understand and you have to have worked in other areas of marketing. Uh, product marketing is very much about delivering the message, the story. And then that story has to translate into all of the other areas of marketing and obviously be relevant and echo with a customer. And so your ability as a product marketer to see across the marketing organization is absolutely key. Um, you need to be able to really be the voice of many. Uh, and obviously that's your customers, that's your sales force, that's the market in general. And you have to translate those needs into the positioning and messaging that then gets disseminated into the right channels. And so to do this well, you absolutely have to have a deep understanding of not just product marketing, but all aspects of that customer journey and all ways in which marketing touches the customer. 
Terrific. And I feel like like you have a sweet spot for customer marketing, right? And and I know customer marketing spans anywhere from like I'll give you a $50 gift card if you can write a reference, you know, like to like mm-hmm. these massive massive TV commercials which like sometimes even Burberry like puts on, right? So, can you share with us a little bit about customer marketing and the journey into customer marketing? Absolutely. And product marketing plays a key role in customer marketing because Your role, as I said previously, as a product marketer is you need to be able to understand the customers and prospects in the markets that they serve and then translate that to product delivery. Um, And so as a customer marketer, uh, you need to focus not just on upselling and cross-selling. A lot of customer marketing organizations focus on how can I get more money out of my customer, right? How can I do a customer reference program and, and get them to be a reference for me so that I can thus upsell and cross-sell? And a good customer marketing team is really about helping customers better understand how to adopt and obtain value from the products that they have today. And once they do that, they will, that will then lead, obviously, and, and usually to repeat purchases. Um, but the, sadly, many organizations see customer marketing as just that reference program when it's really so much more. It, it starts with the ability to have firsthand knowledge of the customer challenges and then address them by establishing a partnership that's really grounded in mutual value in a win-win scenario. Um, this might eventually end up in uh, delivering additional services or solutions to the customer, but that shouldn't ultimately be the main goal going into the relationship. And this is something that I think that many organizations just candidly do wrong. They go in thinking, how can I get more money? How can I get more products sold, et cetera? And it's the it's a wrong way to think about customer marketing. Um, if you deliver that value through the great customer marketing, and you deliver that true win-win relationship, you'll be rewarded. You'll be rewarded by the customer retention, the acquisition of them talking about um, the great value you bring to perhaps their word of mouth or their networks, which will result in additional business, et cetera. But it's just much more than renewals and repeat orders. Um, And so good customer marketing is very much about bridging the gap between sales, customer service, and retention by building the relationships, building that credibility, and building that trust. Yeah, I mean, in my past years, whenever I've connected with customer marketing teams, I've always found the ones that focus on customer virality the, to be the best performing ones. And maybe that's the right way to think about it, but I'd love your views on it because, and I measure this as a, of the customers that went from one company to the next company, how many of those actually looked back at their relationship enjoy, and reminisced about those good times and then brought you into those companies with them? And is that a good metric? Yeah, I think it is a good metric. Repeat business, right? It's interesting. Uh, we have some situations today where um, we've walked into accounts thinking we're going to be selling a certain solution. And the reality is the account chooses a different solution from us because that they simply had such a good relationship with us in the past that they're willing to even switch what they're purchasing in order to be able to stay with us. That's great customer marketing. What that says is they've been so happy with us that they're willing to once again be flexible in the type of products and even service that they're willing to to um, basically purchase because 
they want to work with us. And it's a huge testament to the success of the relationship once again. Um, or we all hear, hear of stories of, you know, executives that go from one company to the other and they repurchase from you, right? It's because they know that they're going to get that same level of expertise, that same level of attention that they received previously. So um, we never forget a great customer experience. And on the converse side of that, we never forget a bad customer experience. <laughs> and it's really hard to get over that. And that's, that's relevant whether it's B2C or B2B. That is simply the nature of how we purchase and how it is relation and relationship and connection based. You know, you actually just hit up on a really cool, I would say, data-driven way of looking at things where if you have a customer relationship that moves from one company to another company and buys a different product first rather than the first product that they're familiar with, that speaks volumes, I think. Because, you know, if I move from one company to another company and I already know everything about the product that I purchased from you, it's a somewhat of a slam dunk, right? I'm just going to go install it. I know I'm familiar with it. I know the five people that I need to get it uh, working. I know the budget I need of it. But if I was to say, well, I was so amazed that I actually went and bought something completely different, I think that's magic. Yeah, absolutely. And it comes back to that that trust. It's grounded in trust that regardless of what I purchase from you, you will deliver for me and you will drive the value I need. And that's really ultimately where you want to be. As a, as a vendor, as a software vendor, you never want to be at the point where you've been invited in at RFP or RFQ process time. You want to be in there earlier, having those strategic discussions with them as to where they want to go so that what you deliver is candidly a mix of multiple things that gets to that end game, which is the right place to be for the customer and you. Um, so that vanilla out of the box, I'm going to come in, deliver you software. Um, it, it's Those days are long gone, right? You, to drive the value, you need to have insight into their strategic goals. And you need to have had that all along, not just when you want to make an additional sale or upsell something. Agreed. I, I so agree with you. And uh, and again, none of this is transactional at all, right? It actually takes a lifetime. And uh, and so I guess on that note of moving customer marketing from a concept to an operation, right? Are you able to share your framework of like of all the years of successfully leading customer marketing? Like, what are the key pieces? Like, like I need pillar A, pillar B, pillar C. Like, like is it? Can we? Can it be broken like that? Yeah, I don't think it's that simple, right? Relationships change. But I think at the end of the day, there's some basic tenets of what you need to have. Number one is data, right? If you don't know and you haven't been in touch with your customers, you risk that the message, the story, um, the, the conversation you have is absolutely off mark. So as a, as a product marketer, as a customer marketer, you really have to take ownership to drive better customer marketing. And you have to take that ownership by making sure that you have the right data and that the data is at the heart of every engagement, every communication. Um, so what, what that means is you have to, con like you said, it's a constant effort. You have to really dig into and understand that data on the customers to drive value for them. And a lot of times people think the data is what I have in my database as a vendor. No, the data is also external data. Have they acquired companies? Do they have a new CEO? <laughs> what is that CEO's goal? Yep. Um, do they, uh, it could be anything, right? Have, are they shifting their product portfolio? 
really look at the data internally and most importantly, which many people fail to do externally so that you can drive that value in new ways. Um, it's, it's just key. So I'd say data is one thing uh, and great customer marketing also depends on really having a clear customer centric mission and measuring those goals. Uh, what is it you're trying to achieve with that customer? Is, do you have a, is it just a customer reference program and you want them to just speak for you? If so, your goal is how many times have they spoken for you, right? But that's not the right measure. The measurement needs to go beyond the NPS and get deeper into specifics to make that a win-win. Um, for example, if a customer serves as a reference for you, do they perhaps get um, additional license software? Do they perhaps get additional implementation hours, right? So it has to really look at, um, have a robust customer program that's beyond just references or beyond just they speak at an event or beyond, it has to really be a win-win. I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, it wasn't until I started listening to Scott Albro, the guy from Topo, that I got this concept of high-value offers ingrained in my, let's call it, framework. But mm -hmm. but so many times we just think of, oh, yeah, they spoke for us. We'll give them a nice basket. They can take it home and have fun with their kids, et cetera, et cetera, right? While that is meaningful, it's just a very short-term, like, impact type of a thing, right? And, mm -hmm. and giving the free licenses or something that's a little bit more uh, – uh, or, or something that has a little bit of longevity to it, I feel like actually will help. And it's, it doesn't cost that much uh, to just give them another license or two or something like that. Or, or even if they're like, hey, Asher, I just need like five licenses for the next six months. Right? Just give it to them, right? right. And just let them, let, them, let them be happy with it. And again, if it helps them get a promotion, like I think those are the things that actually really matter. Yeah. And good customer marketing is not, and this is absolutely key, it's not just a marketing function. It's across the organization. And this is key. We Marketing might be the one doing, let's say, you know, customer advisory boards or the webinars, or but it really has to be activities and engagement that are across their entire journey. So if you're doing great customer marketing as a marketer and your sales team is saying is, is a terrible sales team or sending an entirely different message, you're not going to be able to succeed. So it has to be looked at as a larger function of the organization and it has to pull in multiple pieces. So the customer advisory boards might listen to what the customers are saying, um, but you've got to have product management involved there, right? Because they've got to help you then, if the customer tells you something, they need to help you then make the roadmap reflect it. Customer communities need to be a part of that because obviously you need to have that give and take. How am I implementing things? Marketing doesn't always understand the implementation. So have you involved your services and support organization? Um, so it's it's it truly has to be, I would say, as part of that playbook. It's the data. It's also make it a cross-organizational function. And lastly, as we just said, it's also very much about measuring the right things. Uh, and measuring those right things so that it, it continues to build on the relationship and the value. Sweet. And this podcast is all about taking action, right? And so if I'm hearing about customer marketing the right way for the very first time, how do I action it, whether I'm at a really small company like you are or a really big company like I am? Yeah, action it by making it a priority in your organization. So you can't have it be a part-time job for everyone. It is everyone's job. 
but you also need to have a group that is focused on, for lack of better words, being the tentacles that go into the other parts of the organization to deliver that holistic marketing and customer experience. So you have to have a centralized group that's going to focus on customer marketing and often, candidly, is part of your, your product marketing organization. And that group is then responsible for those metrics, those measures, those activities, those relationships, et cetera. And so it takes effort to do it right. I think a lot of people, as I said, they treat it as a part-time role, right? And they say, custom, because customer exactly. marketing, yeah, we're all, we're all customer mark focused. Well, yeah, but are you really? Because you might all be saying something different when you think that. You might all ref you might all have a different version of what customer focused means to you. So what does customer focused mean to the organization? And then how do you implement that through the various channels in your organization is really, really key. So a centralized group that works with other groups to execute. The other thing is, is I talked a, little, a lot about the data. It's got to be, <laughs> that has to be a concerted effort to get the right data on your customers. If you don't know what they've purchased, you don't know what, let's, uh, let's say, you know, they purchase A and then 50% of your customers purchase B after that, and you're marketing something entirely different, you're missing the mark. You're not adding value for them. So um, you need to understand and measure all levels of engagement across the buyer's journey as well. And that comes with really good data. And as I said, that data is not just what's sitting in your database. That data is external database. That data is what are they saying out there in social channels? That data is what are their strategic business goals that is in, perhaps in, in you know, public the public sphere there's all sorts of different data but you need to really understand that and hone in on that to do great customer marketing you know this just gave me a thought and i represent a data company right and i've always struggled to think about who should be the owner of data until this podcast because as you're saying all these things right it's just clicking in my mind that maybe sales ops and marketing ops can be the people that buy the data or orchestrate the data but there's a strategic data owner who plans like all of these things how, how they come mm -hmm. together and it actually could just be product marketing like because you have to then put the product data points in it together and say how is this all of this stuff meaningful versus can you just tell me who all the hand raisers are, right? Which is a very different application. Or I would say it's downstream application of the data, but it's not actually telling you the holistic story. And, uh, and the holistic story actually needs sales, marketing, and product involved. And there's, I think the product marketing just may be the team that has a holistic view of the business to do that. Yeah, data governance, right, is, is, is an interesting thing. And so... Um... Product marketing's goal, once again, is to, going back to your first question, to really understand the market and translate that to customer needs, okay? You can't do that if you don't have the right data and you're not sharing that data in the right places. Um, but if you take that to the example of a, you know, a failed marketer or a demand marketer, their goal, as you said, they might just, their data might just all be about pipeline. Right? They're looking at a piece of that, whereas a product marketing, you need to elevate that discussion, and that is what will deliver the good cu customer marketing. Pipeline, uh, pipeline is not what I need to measure if I need to measure whether my customers are happy. Right? Um, and so it, it has to be that holistic approach, working closely then with you know, key roles like your CIO 
absolutely, because they're going to have things around GDPR and data governance in that respect. But that understanding of the customer, that data really needs to lie in, in the product marketing organization slash customer marketing team. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for guiding us through this journey. And we have not had a customer marketer on the the uh, podcast this year. And I know your role is product marketing, but you're super passionate about customer marketing. It's fantastic. And I, I'm pretty sure the audience will love listening to you. And, uh, and to that note, if they wanted to connect with you, if somebody out in the world is like, hey, you know what? Jennifer works at a small company. I got to go talk to her. Like, how, how can, can they reach out to you one? Sure, absolutely. So the best is, I would say, send me a LinkedIn, right? Just send me a note. I also think it's a good way for you to track some of the things that we're doing related to product and customer marketing. Um, but that's really probably the best way to reach out. Uh, I'm also at jennifer.schultz at epicor.com. Terrific. Perfect. Well, that's 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 awesome. Thank you for doing that. And you know, now to a little bit of the fun section of the podcast, right? I always ask, who are two other people that you would recommend who share, share the same passion about marketing, or maybe sales, or just in the go-to-market engine that you would recommend we bring onto the show? People like yourself, people like real with real stories, with real passion that just lay it out really. Yeah, couple of them, and I was thinking about this. One is um, a former colleague of mine at SAP. Um, when we talk about product marketing, obviously I mentioned this a couple of times, it's very much about telling a great story, right? Being able to position and message effectively, turning that into the story that then gets delivered in many different ways. And uh, a friend of mine, Malin Ledean, um, is, I think, a brilliant, brilliant marketer at doing this. She does an unbelievably good job of um, telling a compelling story um, in a very, very crisp and candidly creative way. And uh, she's still at SAP. I think her role is VP of customer experience or customer program, something like that. Um, and Malin's phenomenal. The other that I would recommend from, you know, I talked a little bit about the importance of product marketing working across the marketing organization effectively and how to be a good product marketer, you need to do that. The other person that I think is great and really understands that is a gentleman named Jeff Winter who I worked with years ago uh, when I was doing services and support marketing. And um, he is currently in the CMO role for a software company. And Jeff just has, once again, an incredible understanding of the broad swath of a marketing organization and being able to pull in the right pieces at the right time to really, really execute uh, across the entire customer journey for great customer delivery. So those are two people I really recommend. Terrific. And I'm assuming they're friends of yours some way. Yeah, yeah. I worked with both of them years ago. I don't. We're, we're all so busy, right? But certainly, <laughs> they're certainly friends, and we keep in touch. That's awesome. That's that's awesome. And this podcast is all about you. It's all about sharing the light with other people. And so, so we are just humbled with the opportunity that we can do this. You know, um, to close this out, you know, I do this thing in a very fun manner. Uh, I always try to think of like how do people remember things, right? And then hashtags are really common. And so, if we were to condense this podcast into a hashtag, what would your hashtag be? My hashtag personally, or the hashtag kind of of the podcast? I want to make for the sure. podcast. Or, or you personally would be fine too. We can go with both yeah, versions. That's interesting. I think that um, from a personal perspective, my hashtag would be probably something about collaboration. So hashtag collaboration communi or communication matters, something along those lines. Um, and, and 
once again, I think that that speaks very much to um, being a good marketer. You are never in a silo. You are never in a silo. And those marketers that kind of bury their head, I'm a product marketer. I'm a demand marketer. I'm a analyst marketer. It doesn't exist, right? It doesn't exist. And so I think it's something like collaboration really matters. Um, and then from a perspective of product marketing, I think it's similar, um, which is why I really love what I do. I think that the um, from a product marketer, I think it's uh, uh, keep keep changing almost, right? You you have to always be on the cutting edge of what's going on in the market. You have to always be on the cutting edge of your messaging and your positioning and your storytelling. And um, I think it's very much around that. It's something about this change matters. Don't be afraid of the change. Embrace it. And it will make you better in your role as both a customer marketer and as a product marketer. Okay, so I have two versions for you. I've got one that says collaborate to communicate, like be one hashtag. Yeah. And the second one could be never stand still. I like it. I like it. I like it. You've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just collaborating like you told me to. <laughs> Well, Jennifer, once again, thank you so much for coming out to the show. Thank you so much for sharing with us how important customer marketing is in the journey of marketing. And, uh, and best of luck in your journey. Thank you very much. Take care, everyone. Stay safe and stay healthy. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And more importantly, share these insights with your peers.